We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it takes us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing All bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime All bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it, we get it, yeah we- Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast We are back on Monday, had a great show on Friday uh, We got Joe in the house uh, I don't know if yeah, we do. joining <laughs> I don't know if Sam's going to be joining us this evening uh, He got pulled into a work thing uh, at the last second. So he, he's trying to finish that up and, and jump on, but he might not be on for the show at all. So we'll see. Still waiting on Mr. Josh. Uh, he's running a little bit behind uh, so we can give him some shit uh, for that. But we got a lot to cover today, a lot that happened over the weekend. Uh, it was a great football weekend, um, especially if you're a Bengals fan. Um, so I – you know, uh, there's so much to break down here, so we'll wait to kind of get started here uh, until until uh, Josh jumps on. But, man, what an atmosphere. And the fact that, Joe, you could hear Who Day Chance coming through the TV in the Bills stadium is just crazy to me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, it just shows that uh, – you know, the Bengals nation is starting to increase its uh, the travel ability, if that's yeah. even a word. Um, I thought it was funny. So Kyle Brandt, who is on the NFL Network, he hosts one of the shows like Good Morning NFL or something like that. Anyways, Kyle Brandt was up in Buffalo. He took a trip to – took his family not only to the game, but uh, took the – they went to Niagara Falls beforehand. And one of the Cincinnati fans came up to Kyle Brandt and was like, see all that water coming down, like that 6,000 gallons of water, like uh, dumping every minute or whatever. And he's like, that's going to be Buffalo's Bill's fans' tears tomorrow. <laughs> and I just think that's, that's fucking classic. Is he? And then he's like, yep. And sure enough, that's what happened. So. All right, we got Josh here. Um, Sam, as I was telling Joe, Josh might not be on the show. He got pulled into a work thing right at the last minute. He's trying to finish that up. So, all right, guys. So, obviously, you know, there's a lot of football. Who day? There's a lot of football played over the weekend. But uh, it's the Bengals, and where the three of us are local to Cincinnati, Sam lives up in Michigan. He hasn't seen good football played in a long time. So uh, we'll go ahead and let's dissect this game. Um, 27 to 10, and I'll tell you what, this game was not as close as the score suggests. And especially if that touchdown that was ruled an incompletion Stays the touchdown and the Bengals go up there twenty-one to seven instead of seventeen to seven. This game might have gotten ugly. We might have seen an Eagles Cowboys or I'm sorry, Eagles Giants. Sorry, Eagles Giants style game where the Bengals win this thing like thirty-eight to ten or so. Um, I, I what do you think happened to Buffalo? Because this team them playing at home, it's snowing heavily. This seemed to be a game that was tailor-made for Buffalo to win. Honestly, I think what happened was they played Miami the week before. And if you watch that game closely, Josh Allen Mm -hmm. got pressured. He got hit. He got sacked a lot in that game, right? Playbook and – and how they could disrupt Josh Allen a little bit, and I think that helped. Um, yeah. But, again, and then also Buffalo didn't have a running game. If you can't no, run the ball, we, like yeah. you, can, you don't have to sack the box because they couldn't run the ball. Right. 
So and, and besides Alan getting about hurried, rushed. Yeah. Good. Yep. So I was just saying you and I talked um, about that, and we said that if you can't run the football, you're not going to win a lot of games, especially if Buffalo couldn't control the clock and keep Cincinnati off the field. Go ahead, Josh, with what you were saying. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, bud. No, I'm saying, I mean, yeah. I, I think that's what Buffalo needs to to adjust next year. They have to get a running back that can that can run. Um, Cook and, and Singletary just couldn't get it done. They relied too much on Josh Allen's arm. And then, like I said, you, you had enough pressure to make him step up in the box. He was missing people long, missing people short. He just wasn't as accurate as, as what he's shown in the past. Um, so I give all credit to the Bengals defense coordinator for putting a masterful game piece together. But honestly, who won that game, which was everybody thought was the Bengals' weakness, was that offensive uh-huh. line. They are yep. the true MVPs of that game. You mentioned something about Josh Allen and accuracy, but can I tell you something? He's never really been that accurate. Other than 2020, when he completed 69% of his passes, here are his completion percentages. 52.8, 58.8, 63.3, and 63.3. 2020 literally was, his best year as a quarterback where he threw for 4,500 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, and he only, uh, and he completed nearly 70% of his passes. Other than that, he's fairly turnover prone and, uh, he, he doesn't complete at a high percentage. So, I, I don't know. I think that's always been Josh Allen's weakness is his accuracy. And I think he takes too many deep shots, and I don't think that he takes the checkdowns um, when they're available. Well, they even – meanwhile, uh, commentators even were saying that uh, he was being told by um, by people, uh, his coaching staff before the game, you know, don't put it all on your shoulders. Yeah. Meaning, check that, make sure you're checking down. Well, you know what doesn't make sense, though? They didn't really call any designed QB runs early in that game. They waited till the second half to, to start calling those designed QB runs. But I, well, you even, know, the, even those weren't necessarily designed runs. Like, a lot, there were a lot of uh, failed pass attempts that he just tucked and run instead of went. Which I'm okay with because I, I mean I think the so, the Bengals set the tone early in that game. You look at the first did. quarter when they went up fourteen. What, what did the Bengals do? They go down, score a touchdown, and it, they took what yeah. five six minutes off the clock. Buffalo went to three and out. Yeah. Bengals got the ball right yep. back, went down, scored, and there was only like a minute left in that quarter. So they pretty much ran that whole first quarter, and then the second quarter you kind of see Buffalo flip the script a little bit, but not enough to, to stop, really, the Bengals' offense. So, I, I give it to that Bengals' offensive line. They let Mixon mix run for over 100 yards. P. Ryan had a pretty good game. Uh, that yep. short, intermediate passing that they were doing uh, really opened up um, Jamar. And, and what a fucking play by Hayden Hurst on that second touchdown. What a fucking call yeah. on that one. That was a fucking great call. I don't think I've ever seen the Bengals run that play before. It's going to be about 12 degrees in Kansas City at kick time on Sunday with about 14 or 15 mile-per-hour winds. I mean, why not run it back? Same game plan you had against Buffalo. <laughs> and you, already, you already know Mahomes is not going to be mobile. Not with a high ankle sprain. I don't care how much you tape it up, how much you sh- uh, you shoot cortisone into it. It's... It, High ankle sprains typically take about four to six weeks to recover from. He he ain't going to be ready in a week. I'm telling you right now. And and his mobility is going to be limited. I I don't know. I I think the Bengals are going to are going to try to punch Kansas City in the mouth again right away and see how they respond. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think Mahomes is going to. 
he, it, it's going to limit his mobility a little bit. Still don't count out that, that team. They have a lot of weapons. Uh, I, me and you were talking about that yesterday. The two players that really run Kansas City is right now is Jarek McKinnon and uh, Travis Kelsey. So, yeah. Uh, it, it seemed last year in that playoff game, Jarrett McKinnon was a problem for the Bengals. And then they, they got away from it. Um, they went past heavy that second half, and they didn't need to. Um, so it would be interesting. Uh, hopefully Trey Flowers is back to guard Kelsey because I think he's our best corner that can actually guard tight end. Uh, he, yeah. He's caused Kelsey trouble the last few games he's played against them. Um, but I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be probably a field goal to win it again. Uh, I think the cold weather favors the Bengals because they're used to playing in the cold. Unlike Kansas City, it's a little bit warmer in the Midwest at that time compared to Cincinnati since it's a little further north. Yeah. And we get that lake effect cold um, that falls right down in us. So, um, But we'll see. I think it's been, I think it's been a, a great game. Hopefully the Bengals can pull the W out. So before I want to uh, get to some other games, but one thing that's been kind of, uh, I thought, very interesting to me, and this was a stat that I learned on First Things First, um, was every single coach com- coach quarterback combo that's won Super Bowls has won their first Super Bowl within the first five years of them being together. And if they didn't win it in the first five years, they never won one. Interestingly enough, Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson, this was year five for them. Obviously, the Ravens were bounced in the first round of the playoffs, and they, they didn't, and Lamar Jackson didn't play. And Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, this is their fifth year for them. And they were bounced out. And then another very interesting comparison that was done on First Things First is they compared Josh Allen they called him White Culpepper, um, basically saying that he's a lot like Dante Culpepper before Dante Culpepper tore up his knee and it ended his career. I, I, I don't know if I go that far because I think Allen is a better quarterback than Dante Culpepper was. But I do find that, that interesting that, that no quarterback-coach combo has ever won a Super Bowl if they didn't do it in the first five years, if they didn't win their first one in the first five years. But it's just outstanding to me. Going, going back, uh, I don't know how far they went back, but it's, it's, it, they went back a long time. And I, I just think that's, that's, that's very interesting stat. So I'm hoping Bengals get it done this year because this is now year three of Burrow and Zach Taylor. So I think we want to get it done. This, this is going to be the year for, uh, for the Bengals. This has got to be the year. And I'm nervous as all hell about playing Philly or San Francisco in the Super Bowl. But, man, I I don't know. The team just looks like they're on a war path. I mean, that's all that negative, don't believe the hype on the Bengals. It's Bills yeah. here. It's the Chiefs. The Bills are destined now. The Chiefs are, Chiefs are the best. Patrick Mahomes is the best. And I, I think that puts a chip on the Bengals' shoulders, and, and they're going out and getting it. They're getting it done. Uh, I mean, they got a big, big test in Kansas City. Let's see if they can make it four in a row. Um, and it's going to be interesting. I, I want to see what the, the money line is for that game, if they're going to have the Chiefs favored yeah. or if they're going to have the Bengals Chiefs favored. Are right now, Chiefs right now are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I was going to say they they were just updating it, so yeah, it's only one and a half points. Oh. Which say a home team gets at least three, so that tells you Vegas is not. They're a little bit more concerned about Mahomes' health, and that they really feel like the Bengals are for real because one and a half point home favorites is a very thin margin. Um, yeah. Well, not only so, that, but. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, go ahead, Joe. Go, go, go. No, I was just going to say, I mean, you look at the Bengals, uh, I mean, they are, they're peaking at the right time. I mean, everything's clicking. They're they're motivated. Everyone's doing their job. 
you know, somebody gets hurt, somebody stepping in. I mean, they're a, a force to be reckoned with right now. Mm-hmm. So well, let me ask you guys this. And I want to get to some stuff that I've been dealing with on our Twitter account, which has been funny to me, but I want to start with this. Right now, I would say that Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. But Mahomes in Kansas City, again, and then goes to the Super Bowl and beats whoever, whether it's the Eagles or the 49ers. And now Burrow has as many Super Bowl appearances as Mahomes and has a ring. The only thing he doesn't have is an MVP on his mantle. Can we which, at least which could say be that well Mahomes and Burrow? Can we at least say Mahomes and Burrow are at least on the same field? It's not. It's not Mahomes here. Burrow clear number two. Like I like how like Nick Wright is still saying. You know, oh. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Burrow's second best. And then Mahomes on one leg is the third best quarterback in the league. I'll, Mahomes' arm strength and athletic ability is better than Burrow's. I'll, I'll, I will say that without a, without a shadow of a doubt. But this reminds me a lot of Joe Montana and John Elway. And Elway was the by far the better athletic specimen than Joe Montana. L.A. could run when he needed to. He had a much stronger arm. He was by far the, the more athletic quarterback. But who would you rather have, Montana or Elway? They both won Super Bowls. But who are you taking in the biggest game? Because Manson for me is Montana. 100% oh, it's is Montana. Montana. It's yeah. definitely Montana. I mean, he's got a better record for Super Bowl, five Super Bowls compared to two. And – Elway didn't. Elway, I think maybe won one because Terrell Davis okay. is the one who really won that that first game against the okay. the Packers. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think Elway did too much in that game. I mean, he still had a good game, but I think it was more Terrell Davis than anything. Um, but yeah, it's but lost, Montana Elway would, lost what like lost like three or four Super Bowls before he even won one. Uh right? He had lost to like the Giants. He lost to, he got crushed by the 49ers one year, fifty five to ten. Uh lost yeah. to the Redskins, Commanders, whatever the fuck he was the lost to wasn't Washington. That, wasn't that against Joe Montana? What's that? In the forty nine wasn't that against the forty nine the Joe Montana's forty niners? Yeah, it was What's against that? Joe Montana's forty five to ten. When they lost fifty five to ten. There, yeah, when Jerry Rice went off for like 230 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Um, but, so, but this is what I'm saying. People get enamored with the athleticness of quarterbacks. And, oh, he's doing things we've never seen before. But he, he's really not. We've, what Mahomes is doing, yeah, some of the throws he makes we might not have seen before. But we've seen this kind of did talent they, did before. Did they still realize that? Matt Stafford is the one who really started that fucking sidearm throw. I'm just saying. Um, Was Patrick it though? Mahomes, I feel like I feel like Favre did a lot of sidearm throws. Uh, no, I don't think he really did that many sidearm. He might have had like one or two, but not really. It was more more Matt Stafford started coming out with that. Um, the no look yeah. passes, yes, that's definitely a Mahomes thing. Um, granted. Honestly, if you put Mahomes any other any other system than Kansas City to start his career, he's not as good as people really think he is. He doesn't he doesn't do what he does. That's my Possibly. honest opinion. I say that I think if you he, he got he got in the perfect system with Andy Reid, sat behind Alex yeah. Smith for a year to learn the game. That team was already good enough to go to the AFC uh, playoffs, right? And they they should have probably won that year. They were that damn good with Alex Smith. Still, but Mahomes put him over the put him over uh, the line. But you put Patrick Mahomes on uh, the team before. I don't think they they do anything in the first five years. I think they're building that team for him. The team, the team before Patrick Mahomes that drafted right before Patrick Mahomes was the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. <laughs> John yeah, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, no. I, you know, 
but you're right, like, right? Because there's a couple teams that he gets drafted to them. Uh, say, for instance, the San Francisco 49ers. He goes to the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. That that team, I don't know if they're if they might have three Super Bowls already. Who knows? Yeah. And, or like maybe if he goes to the Chargers, uh, if, but if Mike Williams if, plays the Chargers at number seven, if Mahomes goes to the Chargers there, you know, uh, as the clear replacement for Philip Rivers I, I at that coaching, time. I think coaching has a lot to do with it, though. I yeah. It, it if does. he goes to this Kyle Shanahan, yes. Yeah. If he goes to Andy Reid, yes. Sean McVay, yeah. yes. If he goes yeah. to some yeah. other coach, Anthony Lynn was in San Diego at the time, or L.A. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think he's as good. He goes, he goes to yeah. a lot of these places, and he doesn't do what he's been doing. Patrick Mahomes got lucky where he was drafted, and that made that dude a superstar and, and everything. Same thing with Burrow. Burrow's a little bit different. I, I, I think Burrow has that it factor, and yeah. he he pretty much carries that team on his his back. He does because Zach Taylor, I think, is getting better as a head coach. Okay, I, I do. I want to give credit where credit's due. I do think he's getting better as a head coach. But you're right. He didn't. Burrow. Zach Taylor had was a what was a quarterback coach before he became head coach at Cincinnati. So Burrow's one of those rare few guys that I think is successful no matter who has him. Right? Like Peyton Manning was like that. If he went to the Colts or he went to the Chargers or he went to wherever, he was gonna be a Hall of Famer. Uh you could say that too. I, I, I think about Andrew Luck, right? Andrew Luck's injury caught up with him and he retired early, but Luck was one of those guys where doesn't matter where he would have gone, he would have been very good. Um, there's not a lot of quarterbacks that you could say that about. And I and I think especially this draft is Stroud and Bryce Young and Will Levis, none of them, not a single damn one of them are a quarterback that, that can go to anywhere and make them good. They're going to have to hopefully, the one, the one that becomes successful out of this class is going to go to the best situation. And I, I'll tell you what, if Bryce Young goes to the Texans and Stroud goes to the Colts and Levis goes to the Panthers, Stroud's going to have the best career out of all three of them because Indianapolis has Pittman, they got Paris Campbell, they got Jonathan Taylor, and they got a good O one. Uh, I'll probably agree with you that, but uh, to the quarterback, I mean, you don't have to be a first round quarterback to be the man. I think we all realize that. With Tom Brady, six round That's pick. one. He's out. But, but wait, I'm, now, now you're looking. Outlier. Now you're looking at another quarterback, who's only had seven starts, and he's going to the NFC Championship game, and he's looked pretty but damn don't, good. Don't give me Brock Purdy though yet, because first off, and Sam's going to be cutting in. Brock Purdy has played in a handful of games right now. Defenses ha- don't have a lot of film on him. Wait till next year. If Brock Purdy steps in as the 49ers starter day one next year and leads the 49ers to 11 wins next season or more, then I'll say Brock Purdy's for real. But he defenses don't have a lot of film on him yet. And typically when quarterbacks struggle, it's in year two when defenses have a whole offseason to watch film and prepare for the quarterback. They know what his ins and outs are. And usually that's when you separate the good quarterbacks or the average quarterbacks from the great ones. How they do in their second season when there's a lot of film on them and teams adjust to them. So I, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, seventh-round pick. Name me – Name me another quarterback, Josh. Name me three quarterbacks that are elite, like a Burrow, like a Rodgers, like a Mahomes, that wasn't taken in the first round. You can give me Brady. I'm not going to give you Purdy. And I'm not going to – and Dak Prescott's not elite like that. Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. He's not the kind of quarterback that he can carry the team on his back, and we saw it yesterday. Well, I mean, that's that's the same thing with Kirk Cousins. He wasn't able to do it. Yeah. He's um, the fourth-round pick. Kirk Cousins was the fourth-round pick. 
You cannot name me another. You cannot name me another quarterback other than Tom Brady, the outlier, that was drafted outside of the first round. No. Brett Farr. So, Brett Farr. He was round two. Okay. I'll give you Brett Farr from 25 years ago. Fine. Brett Farr. It's still in the second round. Still one. Hey, you, you did the best way it had to be in the past five years. Yes, Dick. <laughs> I, I, didn't even, I don't care about the past five years. Give me something relevant from, like, 2000. It is relevant. Or, uh, I'm, only, okay, I'm I'll give you another one. I mean, you can, say Kurt, Warner, one you can say Kurt Warner, dude. You can say Kurt Warner. You can definitely say Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Warner. Exactly. Kurt Warner. But here's the, wait a second. Wait a second. Okay. Brett Favre, fine. Drew Brees, who was the second round, who was the first pick of the second yep, round. There line, we go. And Kurt Another Warner. One. Oh, you don't have to be a first round quarterback. You're talking about a couple of outliers in in the forty years of profession in fifty years of professional football or so. You're ta- you can name but me like you three get, or four guys that happen to make you it. That a quarterback, if you can get a quarterback that can play your system, then that quarterback can do what you need to do. Kyle Shannon, I honestly believe Brock Purdy has that right now. I don't, I don't care what you say. Oh, they don't have film on him. They don't know this, blah, blah. Bullshit. He's had seven, six starts. They should know his, his picks now. No. I mean, the, Wait till the, oh, no, 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 dude, dude. I completely agree with Mike. I've been always saying the same thing around, and I'm sorry I'm late, guys. I had a little work to, to attend to. But um, uh, going to this, this topic of conversation, I always say the same thing, and Mike knows this. NFL defenses are not stupid. When you have a flash-in-the-pan type of a situation where you have, you know, someone coming in at, for an injured starter, that you will see them do really well for a bit. And good, great defenses will zone in and kind of stop that. But once the offseason comes by, you bet their asses. Every DC is literally looking at what steps they take, the snap counts that he's doing, and they're going to find a flaw. They will find a flaw in it one way or the other. And I would have been oh, surprised I'm, if I'm this just saying, weekend. I, I think if he goes, no, if he don't. goes out and wins the Super Bowl, are you going to change your mind about him, about the kid? Yeah, maybe. But I first off, you're going to depends have to on who he plays too, man. Right? Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, I'll, it's I'll not going to matter. going to be Kansas City or the Bengals. So both both are pretty good teams. I'll say this: if he goes off against Philly, if he plays well against Philly and beats them and has is the reason why they won, then I, I'll, I'll give him some – against Dallas, and Dallas's defense is okay. It's not elite. Brock Purdy was 19 of 29 for 214 yards passing, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And the running Good game – To get that win. And that's no, it was a game manager. It was a game manager role. He he could have done more, but it was a very game manager yeah. type of script. And and who? who yeah. What team does this remind you of? This team, that Forty ers team, reminds me a lot of that Baltimore Ravens team with Trent Dilfer winning that Super Bowl. I mean, Trent Dilfer's not an elite quarterback. You're making yeah, I know that. Purdy to be. I know that. I'm saying the Forty Nineers team reminds me of that. Elite. But I think Brock Purdy is a lot better than him. And I think he's going to show. I think he's going to show. Dude, dude, dude. So, so you have to also remember that Baltimore team was like loaded on defense, but offense they weren't like oh, outstanding. You know, they didn't have more multiple weapons the way Purdy does now. So you can't. That I don't think that's a fair comparison, even right. All I'm saying. No is Debo Samuel, no Kittle, no uh, McCaffrey. Uh, Raven team. Brandon Ayuk. I mean, I. Even Elijah Mitchell, who led the team in rushing last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of a lot of guys off the bench that could come in and drop a fifty yard, take a fifty yard reception, like a, you know Jeff Wilson type of player, like Elijah Mitchell or somebody else that'll come in, grab a bomb, and then you know all of a sudden the offense is rolling, right? And Dak played like garbage, man. He threw two picks. He just wasn't very good. We'll see. If, like I Did, said, if Brock Purdy goes into Philly, if Brock Purdy goes into Philly, and he plays a great game, then and, and beats Philadelphia, I, you know, I 
I'll I'll maybe change my tune a little bit. But a game is going to be Philly's coming. Philly's offense now. is humming, dude. Right now, a game is coming where Brock Purdy looks like a rookie, and he looks exactly like the seventh-round pick that he was, and he throws like two or three picks, and he has a couple turnovers. That game is coming. And it might not come. And you know what? Week. The Eagles' corners, Eagles corners are really good, bro. The Eagles' corners yeah. are really, really that's, good. I mean, the de- that's the number one defense in the league. Uh, 49ers is number two. And the, I think the Ravens so, is third, I, I right? know it's coming, but I, I, I think Philly's, Philly's going to get beat. I don't think they All have right. an answer for the running game. So, speaking of Philadelphia, I got into it with someone on Twitter who wants to tell me that Jalen Hurts is now the second best quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes. That's and a dick. I like, yeah. I was like, Why? Because he can he run the ball? One... Yeah, exactly. And I said that. I was like, it was my, and my retort to that was, was Lamar Jackson ever better than Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady at any point uh, in his MVP year? Was Michael Vick better than Peyton Manning? And the answer to those questions are, is no, absolutely not. Uh, not even close. And so I, the running the closest fine. The closest you could say to, like, a running quarterback that was wildly successful is, like, Lamar Jackson's MVP year, right, I would say, setting year. But he, lost, but he uh, got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. You're right. Too. You're absolutely that, right. So, I mean, like, from, from, a, from a win perspective, I agree with you, but – like, that's as good as it's going to get for a running quarterback. And and a lot, he wants to say, compare Jalen Hurts more to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl, fine. But Russell Wilson doesn't run the ball like Jalen Hurts did, and he never was like that. He would escape, and he would run when he needed to. But I don't remember ever Russell Wilson. They didn't Wilson design plays for Wilson, right, to run. What's that? They didn't design what plays for Wilson to run. Not usually, no. And, like, I don't remember. Because they had Marshall Lynch. They didn't need to. They had Marshall Lynch. They didn't need to. No, they didn't. I'm trying to look. I'm looking at his rushing here, Russell Wilson. And his best season running the ball as a quarterback, he had 849 yards rushing, and that was in 2014. But other than that, he averaged about 460 yards rushing on the ground and about two rushing TDs a season, other than the one outlier season in 2014. So, I, I, I'm i sorry, Jalen Hurts is going to have to prove it to me a little bit more before I put him above Joe Burr. I don't even have Jalen Hurts. I have Jalen Hurts as the seventh best quarterback in the league because I'm going to tell you what, I'll give me Mahomes, give me Burrow, give me Lamar Jackson, Give me Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence ahead of Jalen Hurts. All I know is there is a reason why one of the best and smartest head coaches ever to coach put Tua Tua Tagalova over Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. So, uh, I also think Jalen Hurts is a little bit of a flash in the pan as well. You know, I think he's going to yeah, have a down year next season. year. Yeah, probably. I mean, they gave, but they gave him weapons, Sam. So, he's got guys to throw to. He's got Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown. I, I mean, he's not shy on weapons, man. So, I he might have a down year. But, I, to your point, I think defenses will, will change the way they play Hurts, and they'll see if he can make the adjustments, right? It's all about – Making adjustments, and you saw it. This and that's how the, the and that's where the coach comes in, right? That's where your your, your yeah. head coach comes in, being able to move on the fly and, and change stuff around when things are not working. And, and you saw it this year, right? Last season, when the Bengals made their run to the to the playoffs and in the playoffs, they were deep threat, long bomb plays. Then when this season first started, with the new O line, those plays weren't available. They were, and Burrow was getting sacked a ton. And then they changed it to so now where Burrow has the second quickest release in the NFL, .007 seconds behind Tom Brady, and he's getting the ball out quicker. And we're not seeing those big 40-yard explosive plays like we did last year, but they're still scoring. But you don't need it, right? High. You don't need it. Right, you don't need it. But that's what I'm saying is they changed their offense to better fit what was happening because defenses – 
clamped down and said, okay, well, we're going to take away that long ball by constantly pressuring the quarterback. And the first few games of the season, Cincinnati was still trying to hit those long plays and nothing was working. And then they adjusted it. And that's exactly what the great quarterbacks do. They adjust how they play when defenses catch up to them. And then the great ones will adjust and and make different moves and, and become even better. And the ones who aren't as good stay stuck in their ways. And I feel like Dak Prescott is a prime example of that. So we'll we'll see what happens. I'll give you a good example. I, I want to just interject and say one thing. I'll give you a good example. So like uh, Trevor Lawrence, right, he threw four picks. If it wasn't yeah. for Doug Peterson giving him the opportunities to, to – to go around the game, whatever they were throwing them at that point, I don't think he has a comeback game. So you got to yeah. give Peterson credit credit for for uh, for basically changing up his game plan to to better suit his team. Yeah, I mean, but, I, I agree. Uh, you look, you go back go to what week four or five, probably five, when the Bengals started running out of shotgun instead of falling right behind the center. That's what changed the yeah. Bengals' season. And you're right. I mean, he was getting pressured. He was getting sacked. They were looking for the long ball. With him taken from shotgun, that gives him an extra shot, an extra couple seconds to look at the field, see where his reads are, and then fire the ball. That was the best thing that they ever did to the Bengals, and that's where they're dangerous. I don't, I don't think they lost since. Well, they might they lost that uh, Cleveland game, but that was with, also without Jamar Chase playing too. And, and what's beautiful about it is that when when you start, uh, you know, running shotgun, and then all of a sudden they start, you know, uh, falling back, you have a really good running back to do play action, and Mixon will yep. then get you your 10, 12 yards, and before you know it, you're moving the chains, right? So it's a really good play on on uh, you know reading what the defense is giving you, and then changing it accordingly. Well, I'm looking forward to a great weekend of, I think, really good conference championship games. There's, every team that's made it to the conference championships, there's no flukes here, right? There's no team that's like, oh, they got a lucky bounce here and there. and they're Yeah, now the favorites are in. It would have been the Giants if the Giants had knocked off Philly. That would have been, like, the only thing, really. Right, yeah. But or or Dallas knocked off the 49ers. Yeah. I didn't, I, didn't, Dallas, I didn't see that happening. I didn't see it happening. Yeah. Louis did. Louis thought thought Dallas was going to beat him. I mean, Tony Pollard did get injured, but that's besides the point, right? I I don't think uh, that's the quarterback. Yeah. I want to shift gears from football for a little bit because we only got about 20 minutes to go. And so before um, we spend too much time talking on football, I want to – I want to call out Shannon Sharp. I don't know if you guys saw what happened over the weekend, but Shannon Sharp was at the Lakers-Grizzlies game, and he was jawing at Dylan Brooks from the, from the stands, and then Dylan Brooks came over, and then Shannon Sharp looked like he was about to fight the entire Grizzlies roster, and then Steven Adams came over, and he was having words with Shannon Sharp. So Shannon Sharp was not escorted out of the L.A. Lakers game. He wasn't kicked out. He's allowed to stay for the whole rest of the game. And um, he issued a public apology today on Undisputed about his behavior, which I feel like when I texted you guys over the weekend, I feel like that's Fox brass coming down because they weren't happy with the way that the optics of that looked. But what I find funny is that several times a year, especially when people, when it's regular fans jawing at LeBron, Shannon Sharp comes on Undisputed. They get kicked out. They get suspended. They get suspended. Well, not not like on that. Going Sharp to game. comes on to undisputed. Sharp comes on to undisputed and talks about how fans shouldn't be unruly. That nobody paid to come see them, and you know they're part of the, the. You know, they shouldn't be talking trash and running their mouth and saying the things that they say. And then here's Shannon Sharp talking trash and running his mouth. Hypocrite. So, yeah, and, and to your point. Sam, yeah, exactly. Regular fans, regular Joes are getting kicked out and escorted out of the stadium. Shannon Sharp, he's allowed to stay, even though he almost got into a brawl with half the Memphis Grizzlies. And John Lennon's dad, too, was there, right? He got involved and, and like, it it was just, it was, then he, basically, what I'm trying to say is that 
it wasn't just like one fan against the team. He then it was able right. to somehow pull. I mean, John Moran's dad got involved, right? So like, it's it's really uh, it's very uh, sad that just because he's a, he's a uh, well-known figure and a sports uh, you know uh, retired sports athlete, he's allowed to stay because everyone else would have gotten kicked out or possibly if you started something like that, maybe even not allowed to come to like the stadium for games for a year or something like that, you know? Yeah. Cuz that looked I, like it, it could have been I, a brawl, like like a malice at the palace type of brawl, you know? It looked like it. It, it was about to take that turn. It's especially if one of those grizzlies walked up and punched sharp, like it's it's over. Uh, I and you know, he apologized. I I get it. He said that, you know, he takes responsibility and uh, it doesn't matter what Dylan Brooks had said to him and how many times he said it, uh, he should have been the more responsible person, blah, 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 blah. And that's fine. And I like Shannon Sharp. I don't have an issue with Shannon Sharp. But don't come out. Uh, I don't agree with that, but that's okay. Yeah. And don't, don't come out here on Undisputed most times and talk about fans being too loud and running their mouth at games, like when you just did the same thing. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and give you a quick little comparison and, and, and just see if you, you can understand, you know, uh, you know, truck drivers, people that have CDL licenses, right. They're held to higher standards of driving. So when they get pulled over, they have BAC tests, they have different levels that, that they're considered, you know, uh, drunk or whatever, you know, under the influence, right. Um, they're held at higher standards whenever they get into an accident, you know, they're, those are the things. So I feel like because he has a platform, as a fan, he's supposed to be held to a higher standard. So the penalty should be even higher for him. He shouldn't be allowed to come to Lakers games, you know, for, for a bit. Yeah. Because he has a platform where he knows what the stakes are. You know, he knows what that – he knows the, the entire environment. He knows how it's set up. He knows the world. So he's, he's – I'm, I'm holding him to a higher standard, you know, of, of uh, how he behaves compared to everybody else. I, I can agree with that. I, didn't see it. I only heard about it and read about it, but I didn't see it, so I got nothing to say on it. Yeah. Well, to me, if I'm a Fox executive, I'm a little embarrassed. I'm a little embarrassed that one of the co-hosts of my number one show on Fox Sports Network is getting into a shouting match with the Memphis Grizzlies. To me, as an executive, if I was executive Fox News, I would have not only made – Shannon Sharp issued an apology. I would have suspended him, though. I would have suspended him for the first couple of days, Monday and Tuesday, let him come back Wednesday, and then issue an apology. Um, because to me, if I'm running an organization, I can't have my employees behaving like that, especially one that represents Fox, represents Fox Sports. I can't have it. So Yeah, but in today's um, day and age, dude, like – Anything you do, whether it's positive or negative, if it goes viral, you're it's considered, you know, income of some sort. So I don't know. It, yeah. They they look at it as good news. You just brought more ratings to our show because you went out and did that. Yeah. It's all it is. I guess. So it's all about the I'm ratings. Go to NBA MVP real quick before we kind of move on topic. But NBA MVP, I I keep hearing Joker. And Embiid as the top two favorites for the MVP. There's the top two that keep getting all this love. Where the fuck is the Luka Doncic love, dude? I was That's just gonna I, say that I would definitely put Luka over Embiid, hundred and ten percent. And 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 Joker and Joker. Uh it's it's a that's a tight one. But yes, I would too. I you I agree. I would also over Joker because uh, Luca's doing it single-handedly. Joker still has Jamal Murray. He still has Aaron Gordon. Yeah. He still has a lot of help. I mean, Luca's almost averaging a triple-double. He's averaging 33 points a game, 8.7 uh, assists, and 7.8 rebounds a game. So you know what? Like so one me, thing I'll take. Uh, 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 one thing I'm going to say, like when it comes to MVP, like uh, you know, um, conversations, I've kind of taken away points as a factor, um, and I'll, okay. I'll tell you why. Because in today's bloated age of stats, I feel like uh, rebounds, assists, especially steals, um, or like defense, defensive or offensive ratings, are 
more indicative of like how impactful that player is. Points, dude, everyone's scoring in bunches nowadays. Everybody is scoring in bunches. Anthony Edwards just dropped like 46 points, you know. Um, I, I don't know if points are really the moniker to like kind of zero in on whether he, he's good, great, or even better. All right, well, I'll say this. Jokic has the highest PER in the league at 32.77. Right behind him are Embiid and Luka, who both have a 30 – well, uh, Embiid's got a 30.9 uh, PER, and Luka's got a 30.2. But Luka is doing it with nobody – when your second best weapons are Christian Wood and Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's a problem. That to, that's a problem. Comparing that to what Embiid has with with Harden and Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Maxey, and and then what Jokic has, and you said Jamal Murray and Michael Porter and Aaron Gordon and some of these guys, they got a lot more help than what Luca has, and Luca's the focal point. He's he's doing this every night, averaging what he's averaging. With him being the only guy on that team, and that which is incredible to me. Uh, so I, I think Luca. I have Luca. I think this is both. the first year Luca's going to win his MVP. I believe that. I truly what? believe this is the first year Luca's going to win the MVP. I believe that. I don't. Know, man. I, I don't like, think Joker goes on a three-peat. There's no way. Can I tell you why he might miss out on that? Can I tell you why? Is he's getting the Giannis treatment. Remember, Giannis won back-to-back MVPs but kept getting exited early in the playoffs, and people didn't vote for him for MVP anymore. And as soon as he won the chip. Yeah, as soon as he won the chip, he was back in the MVP conversation. But Jokic is going to have to prove that he can get past the first round of the playoffs or get past the second round of the playoffs because they went on that run in the bubble – Ever since the bubble, they haven't sniffed the Western Conference Finals. They've been getting bounced earlier and earlier. Yeah, but they also had it. They got hit with injuries too, right? Jamal Murray was out for a season and a half. Michael Porter was out for a whole season. He still shouldered right, the right. load and 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 ran the ran the, the the team as he had. We'll see what happens. But I, I, the, the buck stops there for me. You know, I agree with you. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, two years you did it with whatever you had. Now you have a full team. If you don't go deep, you don't deserve it. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So let's uh, let's move. Let's uh, shift we, over. Are to we going to talk some wrestling or what? Yeah, we're going to get there. I'm I'm going to get there. Uh, that's, that's kind of the last thing. We still got about. Well, I guess all right. We got ten minutes left to go. So let's let's go to it. Um. What is is the Rock going to return at Royal Rumble? Because I'm hearing rumbling that he says that he's not in wrestling shape. Unless this is just I, I, th- a big I think it, it was a screw job. I think it was a screw job. They they made us think it was the Rock, but it's going to be Stone Cold the entire time. Could, that could be. It is in San Antonio. So and that's this Sunday, Saturday, right? The Royal Rumble is this weekend coming up. Yep, it's this Saturday. Correct. Yeah, it's this weekend. Um, Josh, are you, what are your thoughts? Do you think The Rock is going to make an appearance at WrestleMania and he's just kind of paying lip service to hide the surprise, saying that he's not in wrestling shape? Probably, yeah. I, I mean, there everything I've read, there's nothing about The Rock. Uh, I mean, it's still a rumor for him to show up. Uh, they're still trying to go Roman Reigns versus, versus uh, The Rock, but... I think what we got to do, if we're really going to find out, we have to look at The Rock's schedule. Like, what's he filming right now? Is he filming any movies? If he is, he's no, not going to show not. up. He's not filming shit. So, he, he, after Black Adam tanked and he was just, like, kicked out of DC Universe, he basically said, I have a free schedule. No, he, no, he yeah. is filming. He's filming the one Santa Red Notice movie or something for Netflix. He's, so, uh, he's filming. Mean, part of the contracts that they they make these these guys sign is you can't do anything stupid to go get hurt because if they yeah. get hurt, then he's he can't film for so long, you know. Um, yeah. 
So that's why they have they, they have very that's why they have very expensive insurance policies, man. Yeah, exactly. So I don't I don't think so. I I honestly I think they're saving the win for Cody Rhodes. That's his moment, and I think that's that's who they're going to give it to. So I don't see the Rock coming out and ruining that that moment for him. So okay, uh, I see a couple. NXT stars like like Carmelo Hayes or or Braun Breaker coming up uh, in the Rumble. Uh, as far as returns, like you said, it could be Stone Cold because he's been training. Austin's been training. Um, yep. Zack Ryder because his girlfriend just resigned with WWE. She's been held, so she's going to be a surprise entrant for the women's Chelsea Green. Yeah. Um. A couple old ones, like Mickey James's old boyfriend, Nick Aldis. He was an Impact champion. Uh, there's a rumor he might. Um, Tyson Fury might show up. Uh, yeah. You might have the... Yeah, there's a couple of last stars, too, right? Outside of Tyson Fury, there's one more. There's a couple more, no? Josh? Uh, yeah, what, fucking Logan Paul. Yeah, uh, but he's he holding <laughs> up. I don't think he's ready to come back yet, is he? Well, no one knows. No one knows the status. Yeah. Or he might just come back just to talk shit and just to hype some shit up, you know. Well, no, he they would be a he would be a wrestler in that that field. Uh, I think Edge shows. I back mean, Pat Mc, Pat McAfee's in shape too. He might. Uh, I I well, can I, I can see Pat McAfee I'm doing it. He he said he wanted to be in it. So. Yeah. And now that college football is done, that's a very good point. I think. There you go, Pat McAfee. He's going to be in it. Well, I'm going to go. Put, I'm going to make that bet on on uh, Barstool Sport or whatever Fanduel he's on, whatever he supports. Let's go make that bet. Put your free five dollar bet on it. Pat McAfee in the Royal Rumble, baby. Um, it would be wild if he made it past like uh, he made it into the single digits. <laughs> Well, usually imagine the odds. Imagine the odds. They try to do it in the in the middle, and then at the end is when they try to put these surprise entrances in there. Yeah. So I could. See we should have a out. gambling segment, Mike. <laughs> well, maybe for Friday. Cover all the spreads. Oh. <laughs> Speaking put, of yeah, gambling, I'll, I'll, I can't tell you guys something. Before, I got some more wrestling stuff to cover, but I got, I got to tell you something that happened this past weekend. I was on BetMGM, okay? And I made a $10 bet on a parlay of things that would happen in the course of the game, okay? I, and it was for $10,000. And I, I said that Jamar Chase would score the I, – I initially said Jamar Chase was going to score the fir, first touchdown of the game for the Bengals. Then I had that Burrow would throw 200, uh, uh, under 250 passing yards, and I had Josh Allen under 300 passing yards. I also said that Dalton Schultz would score the first touchdown for the Cowboys, and I had it that uh, Joe Mixon would have over 80 yards rushing. And Shreya, my wife, convinced me that I should change the chase pick because the Bills were going to be all over him and that I should change it to T. Higgins scoring the first touchdown of the game. So I did, and I submitted it. And then Chase scored the first touchdown. You should have made the same bet, but with Chase. Yeah. You made two bets. So, so no matter what, um, what anyone ever, ever suggests to you to do, Keep your original bet and also do that too. Yeah, yeah duh. Come on. <laughs> so I also want to call out the fact that the lovely Kay Adams retweeted or, or uh, responded to a, a, one of our tweets. Uh, hey, uh, that was Hello. awesome. And by the way, then not only did she respond to it, but she also took the idea of of. Uh, of what I said about Eric Weddle, because she put out there, what what should the punishment be for Eric Weddle, who's coming on our show 
tomorrow, I think. Weddle's coming on sometime this week again. And a lot of Bengals fans are out for blood. They're like, fuck Eric Weddle and saying all these ridiculous things. And I said, you know what? We should give him a thanks because he fired up the Bengals to go out there and beat Buffalo's ass. And that's exactly what she's going to do. She's going to issue a thanks to Eric Weddle on the show for firing up the Bengals. So I thought, I think that's pretty fucking awesome that uh, Kay Adams. So, hey, dude, uh, see if you can get it on the show. Exactly. That's exactly what you should do. Is, hey, you I'll use try. our idea. Tell her to call her and join for like, te- for like five minutes, dude, three minutes. Give her, be like, yeah. I want 120 seconds, which is pretty much the same amount of time it would take me to, you know what, if I was. <laughs> Louis like twenty seconds, dude. He's not one hundred and eighty. Wow. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I was waiting for Joe to say something, but you know, I guess Joe. I was too. I was waiting for him to say something, but he's silent. I think Joe's taking a nap. (laughs) Probably. I'm just letting you guys roll with it. Oh, my God. I mean, he doesn't oh. even use a soundboard anymore. Watch him use a soundboard now. <laughs> All right. So, we got about two minutes to go. Uh, any any uh, final thoughts about football or anything before before the show ends today? Because I thought we've had a pretty good show, but there's lackluster in news other than the NFL. There's a lot, a lot of shit that really didn't happen past couple of days. We we haven't really seen anything major to talk about other than like I said covering one. No no head coach hired yet? That's kinda weird. Usually we at least got yeah. one. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was I was gonna just Yep. Let's just jump into some head coach stuff real quick. Two minutes. Let's go. So I think the leaders now for most of these jobs are Shane Steichen, right? The the the, the one of the coaches for the Eagles, Brian Callahan is another one. I think Eric Bieniemy is up for a job too, and then I don't know, but Nico Ryan is another leading candidate. Those are four guys that are all coaching this Dan weekend. Quinn. I, I think Callahan is going to get a job. He's, I think Callahan is going to get the Colts job. I believe that the Broncos, since they since they swung and whiffed on Sean Payton and they whiffed on Jim Harbaugh, I think they're going to try to get Philly's coordinator. And then I, I think Bieniemy is is going to get a shot, probably with the with the Carolina Panthers or the Arizona Cardinals. Um, it's going to be someone that can communicate with Kyler Murray, and I think I think Bieniemy fits the bill there. So. Those are some of my predictions right there, but I think that's the reason why there hasn't been a lot of hires is because a lot of these guys. Who takes are the Texans job? What's that? Who takes the Texans job? D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah, maybe D'Amico. No, does D'Amico? Are they going to go another another African American head coach? No way. Hire him after one year. There's, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. I that's that. possibly. Possibly, um, I don't know if I feel like the Texans they interviewed Sean Payton, but Sean Payton gave them the interview as a courtesy. Maybe, maybe Dan Quinn takes over the Houston Texans. But now that the Cowboys are out, we might see one of these jobs jobs get filled with uh, with Dan Quinn. So, yeah, I, I think Dan. You, you think Bill O'Brien makes a comeback? Or no, no. I, maybe Not the offense. He's happy in Alabama. I think uh, if he becomes a uh, offense coordinator in NFL again, then yeah, yeah, at some point, but we'll see. Don't count, don't count old Jimmy Jimmy Harbaugh out yet. Lots of smoke going on in Michigan. He might be scared to go. Yeah. He might I mean, most of that smoke's probably coming from whatever I'm lighting up, but that's besides the point. Oh, that's true too. <laughs> Damn Michigan people. <laughs> We'll see what happens, guys. But that's all the time we got uh, for Monday's show. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back at it on Friday for another show. And uh, I guess, yeah, that's all. Take us out, Josh. Yo, I haven't heard of this bunch for you in quite some time. Well, 
this bud's not for you. This bud's for the Bengals' offensive line. Who fucking <laughs> day, baby? We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it takes us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah, yeah, you